everybody, before we kick off the show, I just wanted to let you know about some updates we have. We've been expanding our social media and online presence. You can find our show pages on Tumblr at kinkyfactspodcast.tumblr.com. Kinky F-A-Q-S podcast is our Tumblr page. And you can find us on FetLife at kinkyfackers, all one word, just like the name of the podcast. You can also now find our show on iTunes and Google Play Music in addition to SoundCloud. All under the name Kinky Fackers, and that's K-I-N-K-Y-F-A-Q-E-R-S. All right, let's get on with the show. So hello everybody, welcome to Kinky Fackers. Uh, this is our third episode and we're going to be talking about what to do at your first munch. And how not to be an asshole. Yeah, pretty important. You'll do fine. Don't worry about it, don't stress. Step one, relax. Going to your first munch, generally you're going to be nervous. Yeah, and that's um, okay. It's a bunch of new people that you've probably never met before and that's fine. It makes a lot of people nervous. Kind of before we even start talking about how to go to the first munch, I think it's important to really talk about discomfort and good discomfort and bad discomfort, because that's a really important concept in BDSM and in life in general, I think. So the question you really want to ask yourself is, in this case, why might you not be comfortable going to the munch? Is it because you're embarrassed that you're kinky? Is it because you have social anxiety? Is it because you have anxiety overall and it's really hard for you to leave the house? Yep, a little bit of agoraphobia. And there are good reasons to be nervous, but I think by and large, the reasons you would be nervous to go to a munch probably aren't reasons not to do it. Probably. If you're worried, like, everyone's going to judge me, people are going to out me... People are going to make fun of me because I'm new or not respect me because I'm new. In my personal experience, that has not been the case. You have to remember that a munch is just a big group of kinky people. And that's that's why they're there. That's why they're all together. Even though from the outside, you could look at a munch and not be able to tell it from a knitting circle. Well, I, I think... Uh... I think munches get a little bit louder and a little bit more raucous than knitting circles tend to. You have clearly not been to the right knitting circles. Apparently, I haven't knit in a while, so I have not been to any knitting circles. The game's changed. It's a whole new ball of yarn. All right. I will have to to look into that. I don't knit. I have no idea if that's true. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to just piss off all of our listeners that knit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hey, they're probably cool people. Probably. listen to this show. That's true. Yeah. They're probably um, cool neighbors. But if the game has changed, you know, yeah. obviously, like, I, I have a kinky friend who knits, so I think I think maybe the game has changed a little bit. <laughs> it's not just for grandmas sitting on the porch anymore. Yeah, penis um. cozies. I've seen a lot of those on Etsy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Etsy's a really wonderful place. It's a great outpost for all you kinky people who need kinky stuff. Or if you're just bored and want to see what the hell's yeah. out there. Yeah, like If oh, you man. want a scarf that was knit out of cat fur, you mm-hmm. can find a scarf that was knit out of cat fur. Yeah. So, you know. Man, I saw one. It was like a milk decanter. Okay. And, and a milk needed to be decanted. Or, well, a carafe. It was a milk okay. carafe. Okay. And 
basically it had a female logo right in the middle and then a bunch of male logos in a circle around it. So it was like a bukake carafe. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, you can find all kinds of stuff on Etsy. And if you don't know what bukake is, look it up. Yeah. Not at work. Yeah, not at work. Pro tip, it's Japanese for egg covered. So that's a little uh, tantalizing. Yeah. Little hint, it's not eggs. But anyway, munches. Yes. I want to preface this with our disclaimer. This is our experience, our opinion. We are not the begin-all, end-all. You may have a different experience than us. Results may vary. Terms and conditions. All that jazz. Read the fine print. There's no fine print. There's no fine print. So, you found a munch on FetLife that you're interested in going to in your area. Your next step is going to be to read the rules Mm -hmm. of that munch. And uh, a lot of munches... Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but some munches won't have a very well-defined, hard and fast rule set. And that's because they're social events, you know? The normal, standard rules of talking to other humans apply. Would you go into a Starbucks and grab someone's tits? No. Probably not. You shouldn't. Yeah, that's usually frowned upon. Or if you were to do that, you could expect a similar reaction at your munch. Yeah. Uh, Shock. Disgust. Police. Scalding milk in your face. Yeah. Or whatever other handy beverage was available. Yeah, don't do that in a Starbucks. There's hot coffee there. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. You'd get some third degree burns for that. Mm -hmm. Don't do that at all, but especially not when they're scalding milk. Actually, you know what? No. Do it in a Starbucks. (laughs) If you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, make sure you can be Um, punished quickly. Oh, jeez. For your transgressions. Anyway... I would say that the normal social rules apply for the most part. And I say that because, you know, if you're going to a book club, say, you wouldn't turn to Susie over there and say, oh yeah, by the way, I like being choked during sex. Not something you'd normally discuss when you're first meeting somebody. Yeah. However, at a munch, those those societal expectations are a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. Everyone is there because they're kinky. And that's the reason... Or at least curious about it. Yeah, or at least curious. Uh, They're open to the ideas of kink or actively participating in kinks in their lives. So the the judgment factor is significantly less at a munch. And that's really what's great about them. So you will contact the moderator of the group and it may say on the rules that they prefer to be contacted through direct message or leaving a comment on the munch page. Mm -hmm. Whatever their preferred method of contact is, do that. Hi, I'm new. I'm interested in coming to the munch, etc. So contact them and then... If you're going to the munch after you've contacted the moderator, get there early. Mm -hmm. There's so many benefits to this. You can introduce yourself to the moderator because they, in our experience, usually will show up about a half an hour early too. Yeah. Just to get the space kind of ready. Yeah. So get there about a half an hour early or at least 15 minutes Mm. and just introduce yourself to the moderator. Find a seat. Get comfortable with your surroundings. Yeah. If you smoke, see if there's a smoking area where you're allowed to take drinks because somebody else in the munch will probably smoke too. Maybe more quiet, less trafficked areas of the bar if you need, or restaurant or whatever. Wherever establishment 
yeah. the munch was being held at. In case you just need to hide in a corner for a couple minutes and regain your composure. Or um, if you're like me and overheat super easily. And yeah. Where's, I don't smoke, but I frequent the smoking area because it's outside and it gets real warm when you have all of us in the space that we're in. Yeah. Yeah. We do have quite a few attendees. <laughs> they generate a lot of body heat. That they do. So, and of course I can't take my clothes off in the bar. So, mm-hmm. you know, play parties is not a big deal because I'm usually not wearing much, but yeah, at a bar yeah. they kind of frown on that. Just like to reiterate, you know, they take place in a public place. The yes. same rules for whatever kind of venue you're at apply. Yes, if- that applies kind of to dress as well. Something that we should say about dress, a good rule to go by is that you are less likely to be judged, but you can still be arrested. So street legal and covering all the uh, parts that need to be covered. Yeah. Uh, by societal standards. Yeah. <laughs> What um, what polite society considers your offensive bits? Yeah, which we won't get into that because that's a whole that's an episode for another oh, day. Oh man, yeah. Um, I could get heated on that. Yeah, I do too. Men are allowed to be topless. Women should be too. I know, right? <sighs> another topic for another day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what I mean when I say dress is the same kind of is that you are going to be less judged. So we have attendees that identify as male, but they like women's clothing, and so they'll mm-hmm. wear women's clothing to the munch, and it's not a big deal. No one bats an eye. Or they're very um, very early in their transition to the opposite sex. Yep. And so maybe the munch is the only place where they'll dress in their preferred and feel sex that they choose to express. Yeah. We have a lot of members that are very heavy into goth style, mm-hmm. and they a lot of times feel very self-conscious when they're out in the vanilla world, but when they're out mm-hmm. the munch, it's not a not a big deal. Yeah, they can just dress how they want. That, yep. That's kind of the whole point of the munch. It's a group of people that you can just go be yourself with. Yeah. You get I... to relax and don't have to worry about people <sighs> judging you or shaming you yes. for the stuff that you like. And God, it's so nice because I'm Wiccan as well. I'm bisexual and I'm kinky. In the munch and at the munch and in that community of people, in my community of of kinky people, I'm out in every way. Those are like my three biggest quote unquote secrets and Mm -hmm. everybody at the munch knows it and I don't have to be ashamed of it. I don't have to hide it. I'm not going to worry about you're going to hell and you're doing this and you're doing this. I don't have to worry about it. They just accept me. On the reverse side of that, you might not want your munch friends to know much about your vanilla life. That's true, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, privacy is a big concern. You are more than welcome and allowed to want to keep some level of privacy about your life outside of kink and the BDSM community. It's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to not use your birth name at a munch. If you want to come up with a nickname, use the name you have on FET use something different entirely, you're welcome to do that. And a lot of people at the Munch will. No one is really given the birth name like Charizard, but you might run into people who go by Charizard or something like that. Yeah, and just accept that. And I I do apologize if any of our listeners do have the birth name Charizard. It was not intended to be offensive to you. I don't apologize because that name's fucking rad and I'm jealous. Well, okay. Another thing that people will sometimes ask is like, where do you work? You're allowed to not answer that or give a very vague answer and And so are all the other attendees of the munch. I I think that's one of the big mistakes I made at my first munch was I asked people, what do you do for work? And I found that a lot of them weren't really wanting to talk about it that much. I mean, nobody took it personally because that's what you do out in vanilla land. But at the munch, a lot of people will like to keep their personal and kink life separate. That depends on the person. Yep. I keep my vanilla life or at least my work life 
pretty separate from my kink life. There is a little bit of crossover because I have kink friends that I've met that do know where I work. They do know a lot of personal information about me, but it's not something I share with everybody at the Munch. And the more you're in the community, the more you keep going, you will make connections like that as well. You'll find people that you're super comfortable with and want to develop a deeper friendship or relationship with. Yeah, and that's really what the Munch is all about. Introducing yourself to other kinky people. We were talking about boundaries, and I think it's important that we have rejection without judgment. And we talk about that because it's so important in this lifestyle. Yeah. So maybe you were with a non-kinky partner at some point, and you wanted to choke them, or you wanted them to choke you, and they said, that's horrible, that's morally gross, You're What's a serial wrong killer in training. Yeah. You're, you know, you're messed up. Yeah, there's something wrong with you because you like that. That is something you won't find at the Munch, because that has probably happened to most of the people there, or they're very afraid that it's going to happen if they bring it up to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Everybody has or is curious about something that would get them shunned from vanilla land. Yeah. Or that would make people look at them funny. People would judge them for it. Yeah. And that's that's what the munch is. It's a bunch of people who won't judge you for what you're into as long as it's consensual and sane. Absolutely. And, you know, we have a saying that your kink is not my kink. And so if you are discussing something with somebody, you know, and they aren't able to discuss that with you or not willing to discuss that with you Mm -hmm. that's okay one of my hard limits is needles so if somebody's discussing needle play or showing pictures or videos and stuff of needle play i have to excuse myself and it's not because i'm judging them it's just because it really freaks me out and it's a limit for me and i just can't be around it at that particular point in time but I'm happy that it makes them happy. That's kind of an indirect form of rejection is excusing yourself from mm-hmm. a conversation or demonstration. But if you ask to try something with someone and they just say, no, that's not what I'm into, or I don't know you well enough, or something like that, being rejected by kinky people is a thousand times easier than being rejected by someone who thinks there's something wrong with you. Because you're kinky. They're not judging you because of what you are interested in. Yeah. If they're judging you at all, they're judging you based on what you bring to the table personality-wise. If you're an asshole, they're going to judge you because you're an asshole. Yeah, exactly. And that's the only reason they're going to judge you. Or you're wanting to try something dangerous or they have consent concerns. Yes. So you are at the munch, you got there early, and you are familiar with your surroundings and people start arriving. One of my biggest tips is have a beverage of some sort. It does Mm -hmm. not have to be alcohol, even if you're at a bar. Water's great. Stay hydrated. That's just great life advice. If things go well, you'll be talking a lot, so you want to keep your throat nice and hydrated. And if you are feeling more reserved and just want to kind of people watch and listen to conversations Mm -hmm. as well. That is a perfectly good way to enjoy a munch as well. Yes, it is. But if you are talking to somebody and you hit an awkward silence, as sometimes people do, drinks and beverages are just a great social prop because you can take a drink if there's an awkward silence. It gives you something to do with your hands. And if you are feeling uncomfortable with a conversation or uncomfortable with a person that's in the conversation, you can be like, oh, I need a refill and quietly excuse yourself. Yeah, and just never come back. Yeah. Just a little bit more about alcohol, too. Keeping your wits about you is a very good thing Mm -hmm. in the kink community. If you are going to drink alcohol, just make sure it's in moderation. 
know your limits, don't go near them. There have been multiple scientific studies that show that when you are in an unfamiliar environment, you will be impacted more by alcohol. So having one beer at home and one beer at a place you've never been before will not get you the same level of intoxicated. You will feel the effects more in an unfamiliar environment. That's so interesting that yeah. you... Yeah, that's so strange. Um, well, your brain just has to do so much work to process the environment it's not familiar with. It's already busy. Right. And then adding alcohol on top of that just further... Yeah, uh, stresses the brain out. Yeah, or not stresses, but occupies, yeah. I guess. When you're in a familiar place, your brain takes so many shortcuts right. just with environmental processing that it can't do in a new location. So just bear that in mind. Uh, I'm not saying don't drink. Drink responsibly. Responsibly. This slowly. is not, a munch is not the place to, you know, woohoo, it's Saturday night, I'm going to go get shit-faced. Yeah. That is not an appropriate forum to do that, even if yeah. it's being held in a bar, because a munch is not for that. A munch is for discussion, it's for education, it's for expanding social contact. It's not for, you know, going out and quote-unquote getting lit, Yeah, as the kids say. Um, is that what they say? That, yes, it is what they say, and it's so dumb. Getting shit-faced just sounds a whole lot better than getting Are you lit, getting shit-faced so. or are you getting lit-faced? Oh. There we go. Um, I think that's when that's you go the... to the library. I think that's reading. <laughs> lit-faced? Yeah. <laughs> then I am lit-faced all the time. Yeah. Just have my nose in a book. Yeah. <laughs> Six chapters deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. My mind is spinning with all these Words beautiful descriptions. And... Yep. Yeah. I dig it. I'm getting lit-faced. <laughs> Damn, girl. Plot ain't the only thing that's thick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, so, like, this is the kind of thing that you will probably encounter at a bunch of conversations like this. They probably won't be as funny or cool or good-looking as us, but it, it'll be close enough. You'll still have a good time. And I'm going to back up because clearly Jake's ego needs a little bit more oxygen, and I don't want to deprive the ego of yeah. that oxygen because, yeah. my God, folks. You might want to take a um, step back. It's getting pretty big. Jesus. I tell good <sighs> jokes, and I'm proud of it. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I, that's... That's subjective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost made Jake do a spit take, guys. He almost just ruined his microphone. Yeah. That was great. So another tip as well is know where the bathrooms are. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a good tip for any establishment, I feel. Kind of have a game plan. Know where the exits are. Know where the bathrooms are. Mm -hmm. um, if you're at a bar, know kind of who the bouncers are, too, if somebody is bothering you or causing a problem. Yeah. That's another great reason to introduce yourself to the moderator. Absolutely. Because you can ask, what's the proper protocol when someone in the munch is making me feel uncomfortable? Or somebody in the bar, period. Or somebody in the bar, period, yeah. The moderators do tend to, to look out for new people. and mm -hmm. They tend to keep an eye on you and just make sure that you're being welcomed and at yeah. least in our community that's what had happened yeah that's and what has i mean happened. they want to check you out too they want to yeah. make sure you're not a weirdo absolutely or at least not a not fun type of weirdo yeah, everyone's gonna is say weirdo. we're all weirdos yeah the they want to make sure weirdo. you're a safe weirdo exactly another tip and this is life as well as at the munch the wait staff especially if it's a weekly munch the wait staff will know that there's a group. They might not know what it is, but they'll know that there's a big group every week. Tip your wait staff if you order something. We're going to tell jokes and tell them to tip their waiters. I think we're hacks. Are we hacks? Yeah, it, you're not familiar with that trope? Oh, I'll be here all week, ladies and oh, gentlemen. God. Tip, tip your, your waiters. Tip your waiters. <laughs>
Well, if we're hacks, then I guess so be it. But tip your wait staff. We have a uh, we have a woman that takes care of our munch quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's in our section quite a bit, or we're in her section, I should say. I always make sure to tip her probably better than I do out in vanilla land, just because there's a lot of us. We're noisy, and she's running around taking a lot of drink orders, and she's mm-hmm. busy. But she's she, working for that money. She is. She's and busting she's, ass for that. Just take care of them and they'll take care of you. And again, you know, you're out building relationships with all the people in the munch and the waiter's kind of going to be in the munch too in their own special way. Right. Because it's someone you're going to see pretty regularly. And so just be kind. Yeah. And that's life advice, not just kink advice. Always be be nice to your waiters. They have a hard job. They really do. It's a thankless job. And in a lot of states, they get paid less than minimum wage. Yes. Because they're expected to make the rest up with tips. So tip them. Yes. And be kind. Tip and be kind. So you're at the munch and you're socializing. Just be willing to surprise yourself. Be willing to be open to new conversations. Mm -hmm. You can have boundaries and that's totally fine. And please have good emotional boundaries. Don't tell somebody you just met your full life story. Yeah, Um, if you were... Don't tell them about the trauma that happened when you were six. Mm -hmm. That's not really a good segue or introduction. Or that really nasty breakup you're Um, going through. Maybe not on the first Not Not on the first one. Yeah. And another thing I want to point out too is munches are usually not places to cruise or hook up or pick up anybody. It's not Tinder. You go to socialize. It sure as shit ain't plenty of fish. (laughs) You go to socialize. You go to meet people that are like-minded and you have things in common with. And it's not to say that you can't meet potential partners there because I met my male partner through the munch that we go to. But it's not like I went and just met him and then was like, oh, hey, I want to sleep with you. We developed a friendship and then it progressed into Mm -hmm. something a bit more. It took time. It wasn't a first time you saw him kind of thing. Nope. And that's a main theme of this episode so far is how much a munch is like how you would engage in socializing in everyday life. Well, because it is. I mean, yeah. it's just socializing pretty normally. The only real difference is that I think people are less judgmental and mm-hmm. you can discuss your sex life openly, yeah. your kink life openly, and you're not going to get judged for it. Yeah. The first time you're talking to someone, it can be a little bit awkward to broach the subject of kink. So maybe a good way to start that off would be to skim the surface of what you're into. Nothing too explicit detail. Just say, oh yeah, I'm curious about, you know, getting spanked. And then see how they respond to it. If they enthuse about spanking, then cool. And if they are like, oh, neat, then maybe don't talk about that anymore. (laughs) Read social cues. Definitely. And some good questions to ask are like, how long have you been coming to this munch? What got you into King? What are your hobbies? Just stuff like that. And I I realize that this is basic common sense, but going to a munch can be a little bit intimidating because you're essentially admitting in a semi-public way that you are kinky. And there is a stigma attached to kink. There shouldn't be, but there is. It's portrayed very poorly in the media. Mm -hmm. And... It's not understood well. And in the States, at least, I don't feel like we are a very sex-positive culture. We're getting better, but it's still, yeah, there's a lot of shame involved. We've got a lot of work to do. And you gotta remember about implicit admission that you're kinky is that everybody else at that munch is making the same implicit admission. admission. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're all in that together. 
So it can be a little bit intimidating. And I know when I am in social situations, it might my brain and my mouth don't always cooperate correctly. And uh, my brain will go offline a little bit or my mouth will go offline. One of the two just doesn't cooperate. <laughs> and so that's why I'm giving you some tips and some questions to ask because it, it can be intimidating. It can be, you know, you're nervous. You're, you know, it's... uncharted waters for you yeah Um, you want to you want to tell them about your secret weapon icebreaker question i don't remember my secret weapon i well i have i have a couple oh yeah that's one of them so one of my favorite icebreaker questions is if you could have a superpower what would you be and why or what would you have and why yeah and that gives you kind of an insight of their personality it's amazing Um, what kind of stuff that can reveal about people if you're just looking for a really good pun, or a really bad pun, depending on how you phrase it, if a cop pulls over a U-Haul, are they busting a move? That's one of my favorites, <laughs> and it makes me so happy inside. So, you know, those are those are two questions for you, depending on the response you want to elicit. <laughs> so, and there are different types of munches as well. So, or, or wait, oh, fat penguins. Fat penguins break the ice. Yep, yep they do. Yeah. He had to get one in there. Yeah. See, I, I just wanted to illustrate that I'm not very good at icebreakers, but I've still done pretty well at the munch. I've met a lot of fun people, made a lot of friends. Yes, you have. But mm-hmm. I will say, D- I, I despite, take total... In spite of myself. I take total credit for your first munch, because if I hadn't made faces at you, <laughs> <laughs> that was his first munch, is yeah. I made faces at him from across the I, I sat the, in a corner table. for a while, and then Ash made weird faces at me. And he made him back, and so that was, yep. you know, that was our connection. Yep. Um, and the rest is history. Yeah, Lord. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know if that's generally a good tip to just start making funny faces at people. That's just me because I'm random and that's my personality and that's, I'm, I'm a goofy weirdo. Goofy goober. I am. Yeah. I really am, but I embrace it. We wouldn't be friends, I don't think, if I was not, so. Yeah. Yeah. It, embrace the weird. It's yep. a place to embrace the weird. Absolutely. So there are different types of munches. Two main types that I have personally experienced, and if there's a more types, please comment, let us know, because I want to learn too from you guys. So the first one is is the big socialization, where you're going to hang out with people that you have something in common with, to learn more mm-hmm. by having conversation. So there's the social aspect. But then I've also been to munches, because I go to two munches in the, the area we are at. The other munch I go to is educational. It's kind of like seminar-based. They will do, for lack of a better term, lessons on different things in kink. Mm -hmm. And like the first one I went to, they were doing a demonstration, or not a demonstration, but like a talk on uh, CNC, which is consensual Mm non-consent. That was really different for me because I had just been used to the socialization style. And this was really cool because everybody was focused on one person we were all learning a lot and then there was a period for question and answer and then there was a period for socialization too that's another important part about reading the rules is that you can see exactly what type of munch it is Mm -hmm. if they're talking about oh yeah here's our topic for the week here's what we're going to discuss then it's probably more of a structured munch the one we go to most regularly is really freeform. But maybe if you don't feel comfortable, you know, going into a freeform munch where it's just a bunch of people talking to each other, one that has a little bit more structure to it, where your opportunities to talk and meet people are kind of pre-programmed 
into the agenda, that might be something that... Works better for you. Yeah, you have a little bit easier time with. And one can definitely lead to the other as well. Yeah, yeah, You totally. can find people at the social munch that are like, oh, hey, I go to this other munch too. Or you can find people at the structured munch, the educational one, that are like, oh, hey, I go to this one as well. And that way you'll you'll kind of know somebody at, at each. And that's that's a great way to meet Start people, people. And make friends. And once once you do that, you're going to be a lot more comfortable meeting new people. Absolutely. So uh, one other thing, too, that I want to point out is that if you see that somebody else has commented on the Munch page, like, hey, I'm new, I'm looking forward to seeing you all there, or something along those lines, if you find another new person, start a conversation with them. Private message them, talk to them at the Munch, start a conversation with them, because new people are wonderful because they are in the same stage as you are. This is their yeah. first munch too. Yeah, they're they're in the exact same spot that you are. They have this weird thing that they're into that they're afraid nobody's going to get and they obviously want to be out there and meet people, so they're in the exact same boat. So at at the munch we go to, you know, there was a new group, probably 3 or 4 people that showed up and it was all their first munch and they're still hanging out. And that was a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh they were just all new at the same time, and that was kind of their common thread. They still talk to other people in the rest of the group. You know, they're perfectly social, but that's just kind of who they gravitated their, towards. They're yeah. safe people. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, and they're the people that they relate to a mm-hmm. lot because not only do they have being kinky in common, they also have being at the same spot in their journey being as far as the munch. Being kinky for as long as the other people. Right, or yeah. at least coming to the munch as long as sure. the other people have. yeah. There's definitely a benefit to, if you're new, try and find people that are new as well, or newer. Sometimes it might only be somebody's second munch that they've been to. Also, another tip for you is if there's any games going on, that's a great way to meet people and get comfortable and be involved in the munch. Yeah, or if it's a non-structured, kind of free-form, just chat munch, you can bring games too. I would say. And unless the rules of the munch specifically prohibit it, it's probably a pretty safe bet that it's okay to bring Cards Against Humanity or Apples to Apples or whatever kind of fun social game you have. Yeah, and if you're curious about it, you can always ask the moderator too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you see somebody playing Cards Against Humanity, ask to be dealt in on the next round. That's how I got comfortable going to the munch, is that I saw Cards Against Humanity and I jumped right on that. I I would say in our experience, you know, the kink community is very tight-knit, but also very welcoming. In this area, it depends on the area, because where I lived before here, it wasn't like that. It was a smaller town, and the kink community... You had to show up about two, three times before they'd be like, oh, hey, it's you, you know. Yeah, but um, even then, you know, you just kept showing up and then people would yep. acknowledge your effort. Yeah, that's definitely another piece of, of advice for you is just keep going. If you yeah. like the munch at all, if you think that it may work for you, keep showing up regularly. There are going to be different people that attend. A lot of times we don't have the same people that attend the munch every no. single week. We have quite a few regulars who are there pretty much every time but we have a lot of we people get a mix who of new people and yeah every now and again and somebody that shows up once a month or twice a month and mm-hmm. so keep going to the munch that you like 
even if you have to commute a little bit, you know, if there's not something within 10 miles of you, you may have to commute. Or if you just don't care for the munch that's in your town, but you really like one that's maybe 20 miles away, trust me, the 20 miles away one is worth it. Even if you can't go every week, even if you can only go, you know, every two weeks when it's payday, just go. It's so rewarding. And that feeling that acceptance is worth the effort and you are worth the effort. You really are. For you to feel that acceptance. You're valuable enough to deserve that. Yeah. And I just want to point out, there's nothing wrong with you for being kinky mm-hmm. at all. No. And uh, I hope listening to this podcast, you, you've come to understand that a little yeah. bit. That there are plenty of people out there like you. So, yeah. including the both of us. Mm-hmm. So, you've got at least two. But there's a lot more than that. I really don't think that I would be the person that I am without kink in my life. And it's not just because of the sexual aspect of it. It's because of the non-judgmental, accepting community that I have. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, even if you never go to a play party, even if you never get your hair pulled or spanked or choked, it's just a great way to meet open-minded, nice, fun people. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe all you ever do is go to a munch, but that's a reward in and of itself. That's really one of the bigger reasons that they tend to discourage hookups, is that it ruins the community feeling of it, and that is a very special feeling. It is, it absolutely is, and I mean, would you want to go to your book club and have people try and pick you up? Mm-hmm. Or the gym, or anywhere, really, where there's a group of people. If that is your thing, then... That's great, but this is not the appropriate forum for it. Unless it specifically says in the rules that it's okay, then yeah, you probably shouldn't. And that's not to say that, you know, you can't meet potential partners there. Just take the time to develop the relationship. Take the Mm -hmm. time to know who the people are, know how the energy feels, know how the the vibe is there. Take the time to kind of get to know yourself in kink as well, because you may be a little bit different person in the kinky world than you are in the vanilla world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've definitely learned a lot about myself in a very short time. Yeah. Still am. I don't think it's a process that ever ends. You just keep learning. But I will say I'm, I would say I'm different in Mm -hmm. the kink world than I am in in the vanilla world. It's, it's a part of yourself that you don't get to express and you've been lagged however many years behind on really being able to freely express it. It's as much a part of you as anything else. Absolutely. So you gotta, you gotta figure out an outlet. And uh, I use kink actually as my, part of my self-care. That's part of what the munches are for me. It's part of my self-care is because it's a fun thing that I enjoy doing that I get to be around very cool people who I trust and respect and like because I do have social anxiety as well but I've been going to this much long enough now where I don't really experience it anymore in that group of people because I have been around them so long and I know that they are safe people. And that's a really special thing. It is. It's an awesome feeling. So essentially, points are, to recap, contact the moderator of the munch, Mm -hmm. get there early, have a beverage in your hand, stay hydrated, be willing to surprise yourself and engage in different conversations, don't be an asshole. Yep. It's okay to have boundaries, and it's okay for other people to have boundaries, too, so respect that. Be open. Don't be pushy. Yeah. Yeah. And just be willing to try. Mm-hmm. If you had a not great experience at this one, maybe give it another chance, unless it was an absolute no, something happened and you're not yeah. comfortable. Yeah, unless you know, something really um, bad happened, then. You may have to go to a couple different munches a couple of times to find the right one for you. Mm-hmm. So be willing to do that because it's so worth it. It's so worth it to find your community. 
It's worth the effort, and you're worth the effort. Yep, absolutely. So go and respect other people's privacy and have those healthy emotional boundaries, but you are able to discuss certain things that you may not be able to discuss anywhere else. So it's a really cool kind of weird thing because you're going to this public event to discuss a private thing. Yeah. So Uh, it's, it's very, it's very odd in that sense. That's, that's kind of the compromise that we all have to make in order to make sure that kinky people ever find each other. Yeah. You have to talk to people about it or else you'll never know. Right. And if you're not able to go to a munch, if you're in the middle of Podunk, Nebraska, and there's literally nothing for 100 miles, no offense to anybody who lives in Nebraska. Or Podunk of any state. <laughs> no, I'll offend the Podunkers because I'm a fellow Podunker. Oh, okay. So we've got a thing. We've got a code. Am I allowed to um, say Podunker? No, only we can say it. That's your word. It's I our understand. word. What if I um, would say Podunka? Is that okay? No, that is not okay. okay. It doesn't matter if you add the A on the end of it. <laughs> There are a lot of groups on FET that you can join. And so even if all you can do right now is be active online, be active online. There are a lot of people to talk to. I will say with that, as a little bit of a disclaimer, use common sense and approach with caution because since Craigslist closed their personals section, Mm. a lot of that has moved over onto FET life. Yeah, a lot of (sighs) fuckboys. Yeah. I mean, there have always um, been fuckboys on FetLife, but would you say it's gotten worse? I don't get uh, much fuckboy attention. I haven't noticed it because I'm very bitchy on my profile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to do three edits, like three versions of my profile over the years that I've been on Fet, and this one finally seems to have worked, where I'm not getting as much fuckboy attention. But for, for people that are new in the community and don't have that real strong profile necessarily, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, it's gotten worse. I guess I'd like to throw out there, a lot of the sweetest people I've met on FetLife come across like absolute bitches on their profiles. Just because that they're getting a lot of unwanted attention and they're trying to head it off at the pass. Yep. Nip it in the bud. Don't judge people just based on their profile. Yeah. Uh, especially females. And I'm not trying to sound sexist here, but I have noticed a lot that females get a lot of unsolicited dick pics. Just ridiculous, you know hey, baby, want to fuck? Yeah. Kind of things. And And I I will say that that doesn't happen to me. So in our our sample size of two, it (laughs) seems to hold true. There's a lot of people that can be disrespectful. And so Mm -hmm. by having a profile that is a little bit bitchy, it helps cut down on the the disrespect that and i mean it's the internet people are dicks they shouldn't be it's wrong and fucked up but it's how it is right now yeah so that's just something to be aware of please still join the group please still explore on fat life just expect that and that's something for you to be aware of to maybe not friend every person that sends you a request yeah i know on my fat profile i have instructions if you want to friend me Mm -hmm. you need to have read my full profile and at the very bottom, be like, if you have made it this far, put this word in your subject line so I know that you have read my full profile. And that has been super helpful in weeding out people who don't read profiles. If you want to talk to someone on FetLife, read their profile. It's a great way to strike up a conversation. Absolutely. People like to talk about themselves. It's just a thing that humans 
do. We're self-centered as yeah, a species. A We're weird. self-centered. One thing I do want to bring up too is, especially at Munches and in this community, I am a touchy-feely person, but not everybody is, and I respect that. So if mm-hmm. I do not have a close relationship with you, if the if I have just met you, I will ask you, you know, are you a hugger or can I give you a hug or whatever. Yeah. If they say no, that's totally fine. Respect mm-hmm. that. Again, it's not like judgment on you it's just not their thing yeah some people do not like to be touched and respect that and if you are one of those people that don't like to be touched you don't like being hugged by people you don't know super well you don't have to don't have to just be like eh i'm not a hugger yeah and that's and please don't apologize for it you do Mm -hmm. not have to apologize for it no you don't have to apologize for being yourself and you know you have to remember the foundation cornerstone of bdsm and kink is communication and consent Absolutely. And so don't touch people without permission. And if someone touches you without permission, you are free to raise a stink about it because it is a problem. Yes. Please speak up for yourself and don't do something you're not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. If you are not a hugger, that is okay. If you do not like to be touched, that is okay. I will say our munch, the one that we go to, is pretty crowded, so people will often, like, bump into others, but it's not like... That's different, People should not be coming up and just, like, manhandling you. Yeah. But the other thing that I want to point out with that is that with my friends, with my really close friends, they they do come up and they manhandle me because Mm -hmm. that's our relationship, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, that's Um, consent. That's consensual, but... Just because you see somebody else going up to a person doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's okay for you, you to get do to it. do it. And it doesn't mean that they're in a relationship either. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they have any relationship further than friendship, so don't assume. Yeah, and oh boy, can that get complicated quick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tangled web of relationships that people can get involved in. You'll find a lot of poly people in the kink community. Yep. Uh, polyamorous, having more than one romantic partner. I mean, take me for example. So I have three romantic partners. I have my husband, my male partner, and my female partner. And then I also have two play partners that are not romantic. They are not intimate. They just like to hit me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like to do impact play with me. Yep. Um, and Jake is one of those. So essentially, I've got five partners running around here. But what does it say about you that all your friends like to beat you up, Ash? <sighs> well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to beat the brat out of me, I think. Yeah. Ugh, talk about squeezing blood from a stone. Right? It's never going to happen. No. The only way the brat's going to leave is if is if I'm dead, I think. Yeah. And I'll still probably die. They'll find me with my middle finger up or something, <laughs> I'm sure. So, you know, just don't assume people's relationships. Yeah. You're going to give yourself a headache if mm-hmm. you try. If you are curious and you feel like you maybe have gotten to know them over the course of the evening, yeah. I feel like that's an appropriate question to ask at the right mm-hmm. time. But be able to read social cues and, you know, just use common sense. I do want to also point out something that maybe people haven't thought of. If you have a disability, whether that's... Uh, physical or psychological, it does not exclude you from the world of kink. This is a very inclusive group. It is. People have canes, some people have walkers, Mm -hmm. some people are blind, some people are deaf. I mean, we... (sighs) We have or partially blind or partially deaf. Yeah. We have a lot of diversity in mm-hmm. the kink world. And it may not be the same experience as somebody else just because you've got to learn to work around whatever your own stuff is. Yeah. But that's for everybody in a certain sense. And like, they're, we they're... all have to learn to work around our own shit. Mm-hmm. There's groups about it on FetLife. If you want to post a question in there or look through the forum to see if your question's already been asked and answered, that's a great place to start. People are all about 
flexibility and being open. You know, At least trying... in the kink yeah, world. Yeah, in, um, in the kink world, exactly. Most of the time. If you're not an asshole, if you're a decent person, if you can use common sense and be safe and sane... And you put forth an honest effort to be friendly and respectful, then people will recognize that. Yeah. You're going to get out what you put into it. Cliché is that sounds. It is cliché, but true. it's true. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. Just keep that in mind. But as long as you're basically a decent human being and aren't an asshole, I think mm-hmm. you'll you'll do pretty well at your first munch. If you do go to your first munch, we want to hear about it. Yeah. If yeah. you're willing to share, we want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten a whole lot of messages, so please message us. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we want to hear what your thoughts are on the show, if we've helped, if you have any advice for fellow new kinksters or curious people. If you have any feedback for us, if you want to share an experience, if you would like to be featured, like if your story, if you want your story featured on the show, depending on what it is, we'd be willing to consider that so please message us please contact us we don't bite Mm -hmm. unless we're asked to so or uh you know ideas for future episodes we want to make the show that you want to listen to absolutely find us on tumblr at kinky facts podcast that's kinky f-a-q-s podcast dot tumblr dot com you can find us on fetlife at kinky fackers k-i-n-k-y f-a-q-e-r-s all one word And you can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music. And if you choose to do that, please leave a comment and rate us because it helps move our show into the limelight and helps get our message out there and helps other new kinky people find us. By rating us, you're helping other people. That's right. You're doing something good. Yeah. By clicking the five star, you're doing something good. Yeah. (laughs) Or the four star, whatever you prefer to click. And leave me a comment. You know, reblog us on Tumblr. There's, there's lots of things you can do. Whatever social media you feel comfortable posting us on, Post please us. do. Yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd very much like to see our message getting out there. Absolutely. We're going to end it, and uh, Jake is going to beat me now. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. On that note, we're going to leave you with our parting words. Be safe, have fun, and get consent. That's right. Have a good night, guys, and we will see you next time.